welcome to another ep- welcome to another episode of the Neoliberal Round Podcast. I'm Ronaldo McKenzie, and today I have with me an amazing young lady. Tell us your name. Hi, my name is Siani. I'm so excited to do this. It's so exciting. It's so yes. spontaneous. Yeah, my, it is spontaneous. Welcome to the show. <laughs> and Siani, you. you are from Philadelphia. Yes. A young, she's a beautiful young woman. And Thank tell us, Sam, how long have you been living in Philadelphia? My whole entire life. I'm 22 years old, so 22 yes, years. But I, I've been speaking with her for the past 10 minutes, and she's very mature for a 20, 22 oh, year thank old. Thank you. So tell me now, how, tell me how has Philadelphia changed? Because you said you've lived there all your life, yep. and you've seen how is Philadelphia changing, and um, and what what are the takeaways for you? Yeah, so you know, basically living um, back in the day from Philadelphia. It's changed so much as far as like relationships, the yes. community. You and back then you were able to sit down, talk to people, sit on your porch, go yes. for a walk. Nowadays, you leave your porch, you're getting shot at. Like it's yes. so much, and it's so heartbreaking to see. Um, you know, what? back then we were able to have yes. block parties, community events, go to the park. Nowadays, you can't do that at all. Like kids are shooting each other yes. senselessly. People are dying. It's just so heartbreaking to see. That was Siani, who I spoke with earlier today um, for the episode entitled The Gen Z Series Part 4. Siani on America's challenges, politics, opportunities, and of course, she commented on the Philadelphia mayoral race as a young woman, 22 year old. They have something to say, and of course, and, and they also have recommendations as to how we can minimize the problems that we are facing in Philadelphia and many cities across the, across the US and the world. The world is in crisis and the young, our young people, our the, the Gen Z's and so on, they have something to say and this series is dedicated to exploring what they are thinking and what they are saying and facilitating discussions with them and hearing what they, the ideas and the views that they have and it's, it's been quite interesting. This one is, is, is um, is a conversation I had with a young woman, Siani. And she talks about personal challenges and how she was able to work around it and what she's doing right now. It's quite powerful and it's some you might even and you might learn something from the conversation from what she shared and discussed with me on the show today. She also discussed the issue of mental health. And we and we and we're hearing this the discussion around mental health. And, um, and as an issue that we have to deal with in this country if we also want to minimize and mitigate the issue of gun violence and not just gun violence but just violence across the board we'll be right back after this we'll, we're going to have the introduction music when we get right back into the episode this, and the, the conversation I had with Siani earlier
have, have you, is there any point in time in throughout your history living here, have you heard of this or seen this kind of violence before? No, I haven't. And, my, and I can contribute that to my parents. They like shield me away from a lot of it where yes. I wasn't like involved or didn't really see any of it. Yes. But nowadays, as you get older, you know, you go out into the world more, you start to see it for yourself. So seeing all this violence and it's heartbreaking. Like, it really, like, affected me personally. You know, I don't even know these people who are dying, but, like, yes. I feel for, I feel their pain. I feel for their loved ones. What's, uh, what is, I mean, what do you think would be the solution? What's to all of this violence? And, I mean, we've always had violence, but there is a flare of it. It's just been a, a, a significant spike. But for you as a young woman, what, what would, what can young people do? And what, what would help to resolve the Honestly, I honestly think it starts with your mental health. And I feel like that starts home. Yes. Um, a lot of these like people who are committing these crimes, like if you look at their mental health, yes. like they're, they're they're not there. Like they need, it starts there. Like their parents need to check in on them more, talk to them more. People need to start talking to a therapist, not being ashamed of seeking yes. help. And you know nowadays people are so prideful, and it's like why? Like people just want to help you. Like your mental health is so 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 important. Yes. And I see that a lot, especially within like minority communities. Like people don't talk about their mental health as much. They just say, Oh, you know, take some drugs, smoke this weed with me. Yes. Like, go get a bottle. Like we yes. get lit tonight. Yes. No, like mm -hmm. talk to somebody, you know, like take care of yourself because that's where it starts, honestly. So you're saying having conversations in communities among exactly. your loved ones and children, just having the conversation well, it's another way that we can rise above some of the mental health that's causing the problem. Exactly. You know, yes. having free, like, mental health care. I'm not too sure um, if Philly offers anything like that, but if there's people out there who's offering free, like, um, therapy sessions or anything that will help these kids with their mental health, because, you know, yes. they're seeing their friends and family die left and right, and, yes. you know, they're growing up in poverty and stuff like that, and it's not easy. So a lot of it starts, you know, up here. Yeah, so you talk about mental health and you also talk about poverty. Are those some of the two, you think those two issues are some of the problem? Oh, mental health, poverty, and then you said having conversations with people, exactly. talking to people. Do you think that we are doing, no, there are many people who say, well, we're having the conversation, we're having the, you know, stop the gun, stop the violence rallies. Do you think that's enough? Do you think that's working? Is it effective? Um, honestly, I yeah. personally don't see too much of it. I see definitely see people like trying to do like the rallies and stuff like yeah, that, but yeah. these kids aren't listening to the message. Like, I don't know what it's going to take, but it's more than just, you know, marching in the streets because these kids, they're not taking heed to that. Yes. Like, you really like, it starts within home, within, you know, the school, within the education, within the classroom, like really talking to these kids seeing what's the root of their issues like yes, because yes. you know it just takes more than you know a waving up a sign honestly i wish that's all it took but but you, know, you mentioned but you did say mental health yep, for sure. and you also say in the classroom having conversations and one earlier when we were talking i thought of, i i had indicated that you know people's critical thinking yes exactly developing critical thinking and you know and i said to people as soon as there is a gun violence and so the first thing was oh police reform reforming the gun and i said mm -hmm. americans have an affinity I mean, and everything in society our socialization praises the gun and people i mean the, we love violence exactly. TV, I mean, and the thing, 
we're doing the same thing and we're getting the same result. The way in which society is structured, it is structured in such a way where we are seeing this is just it, it, the celebration of the gun, the celebration of, of violence, celebration of we sensationalize stuff. So do you think that part of the problem as well stems from you know the visual so how people are being socialized the grand theft yes. auto yes. and you know even the parenting how people parent how african-american and people of color um yes. latino community how we parent yes. you know we are we parent aggressively yes. and sometimes the children don't learn mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. we're trying to we always see the aggression that they are more afraid of the violence that's coming at them than the learning that they are being the thing that they are supposed to be exactly like yes. Yeah, it definitely starts within the household. You know, I'm Hispanic, so yes. I like how my parents taught us is like, you know, there's no like soft, loving parenting nowadays. Like people yes. just hit their kids. Oh, you're doing something bad. Hit them. Yell at them. Like yes. there's no like sitting down and talking. Like listen. Yes. Like this is the, you're doing this wrong. This is what you need to be doing. Really correcting them and teaching them how to talk. You know, with their feelings and their emotions. Like they're you barely see any of it. So like yes. it's definitely lacking as well with um, these parents, and it's crazy. Like nowadays, you see fifteen-year-olds being parents now, like, yes. and they're still kids themselves. So they don't even know how to raise a kid themselves. Uh, yes, yes, like you get yes, what I'm saying? Yes. So yeah, it it's just. Wow, so we're talking about a multifaceted edge act. We're talking about tackling parenting, social yeah, issues in society, all of that. Um, yeah, it's. What is it that you? What do you do? You go to, what do you do? Do you go to college? What do you do? Um. So yeah, I I was in college. I was in CCP. Um. I finished a year. Yeah. Um. But you know, during COVID hit, um, I wasn't getting any um funding from school, so I actually dropped out. Okay. And at first that scared me, but now you know I'm an entrepreneur now. I do real estate and I'm um, starting my own clothing business as well so um you dropped out of, I dropped, of ccp because yep, you couldn't so get the funding if the funding correct yes, or covid yes, yes. you know yes but um now i'm you know doing the entrepreneurial route and the real estate route so that's uh, what i'm doing right now is airbnb yes so i've invested in myself i have a few mentors helping me with the process and everything it hasn't been easy but you know putting god first and you know yes. he's gonna lead the way so Oh wow, and I always tell people the first thing you do when you start a business is to, is to develop reputation. Yep. You 100%. develop reputation and, and of course you also want to develop integrity. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways you develop reputation is by leveraging technology to take advantage of social media, mm-hmm. TikTok, um, Reddit, Facebook, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we pop- have literally so many sources. Like yes. back then there was really not much of this. Like you actually had to go out and talk to people. Now yes. just pick up your phone and post something and Right. Boom, it's right there. But you find that they are also limiting now now Facebook and, and the social media they are limiting your your reach. So they now are, they want they're always yeah. changing the algorithm. I see so many content creators like complaining about they how you no, know, but they're, they're not seeing your, yes. they're not seeing their results. They, yes, that is true. I posted you know, I okay, you don't know much about me, I didn't tell you. I wrote a book on globalization, I'm, oh, i have my no. own business. I'm doing my doctorate at Georgetown, I'm paying out of pocket. I had to withdraw temporarily because I was struggling to get funding. You know, and then, you know, I find that a lot of people, you have great ideas, and so I turn, and I'm, but I'm developing my business, and so on and so forth. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, so you, so you know, here is it that one of the you couldn't get funding, but you didn't let that deter you. Yeah, exactly. So you dropped out of school and say, okay, fine, I'm just gonna t- become a bit my own entrepreneur. Exactly. Ah. And what I was—it's crazy because what I was going for um, to college was for business. Yeah. But what I found was I was teaching myself, like, ah. like the the staff—they weren't really engaging with me. Like yes. everything that they were learning, I was just like, I could teach this myself, and it wasn't. They were teaching me how to run somebody else's business, yes. not start my own. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, take this to the chin. And I'm going to teach myself because I was already doing it in college anyway. So I was wow. like, you know what? I might as well save some money and just teach myself. Yes. And instead of going to college, I invested in a mentor. So- Instead of going to college, you invested in a mentor. Exactly. And you recommend it. And that is a part. And by the way, again, mentoring is a relational experience Mm -hmm. between one or more persons where one person invests himself and his resource, him or herself, and reaches into another person. Exactly. Okay. And, and you know, I said to somebody the other day, back in the days, you know what the education was about? You know what learning was about? Apprenticeship. The older, the older people, okay, would, would, well, as soon as you get to 12, 13 years old, mm-hmm. they'll take a young man, a young woman, mm-hmm. and bring them with them and say, okay, and pass on the skills and the knowledge. Exactly. I mean, do we have, I don't think we have that anymore. We don't have that no more. Yes. It's crazy. I was talking to one of my friends about this, and we were like, in high school, we didn't take away nothing from high school. They didn't teach us yes. how to file taxes, how to be an adult, anything about credit. Yes. Nowadays, adults tell you credit is bad. Stay away from credit when you can actually leverage your credit and use the, the, the bank's money to invest in what you want to do. Yes. They didn't teach us You none didn't of learn this. that. We didn't learn about none of that. We just learned about shapes and triangles. And yeah, the, we should learn the basic stuff. But what are we really taking away from this? Like, you know? So, you know, we are diluting the educational system. And exactly. then we are putting these people out there and expect them to do professional work. Exactly. And We're then we setting ha- them up for success. And we outsource HR. We outsource personnel. Yep. And, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. I have a question for you before yeah. you get out, before you go. You know, the mayoral race is coming up. How involved are aware of you of the mayoral race coming up on the 16th? And are you going to vote? I'm definitely going to vote. Okay. Voting does matter. Um, I still have to do my own little research and everything, yes. but I'm definitely going to play a part in you know my community yes. and definitely try to put the um, right people in place because it starts there as well. It starts in the office. We right. all have a voice. And do you have a candidate who you are thinking about? Um... Honestly, I haven't didn't do my research on it too much. Yes. How, how about you? Do you know? Like how? how you know, no, about? I have not actually. I've been talking to several people about the the mayoral race, and uh-huh. I was never. I never really take. I've never really taken interest in the mayor's race, but I will because it's my, I'm voting this year for the first time. I became a citizen last year. Oh wow! So, yes. so I'm voting this time for the first time, and I, you know, there's, you know, I know about Jeff Brown, Saranda Chambers. There's an Asian woman that is very good. I like what I'm getting from her. Um, I think I'm on, you know, so we yes. Definitely put more people in the color into office for sure. What's your hot button issue? I'm sorry? What's your hot button issue? What's that meaning? What? Like, what's, what, the main, what do you want to tell the candidate? What, what, what do you think they should address? Look into these streets, look into these kids, pay attention, look into these schools. You guys are not funding these schools. How yes. You need to invest in their education and invest in their mental
Siani, how can people get a hold of you? Um, and you follow can, you and stuff. Yes, you can follow me on Instagram at si that's basically my main source of social media. Okay. So yeah, you'll find everything there. Follow her, support her. She's a young woman. She, I like what I'm getting from her. Yeah. Siani. Thank you so much. It's an honor. <laughs> it was an honor. Thank you for joining Thank us in the Neoliberal Room podcast. I, I wish you well on your adventure. Yes. We need to... Well, where can I reach your podcast? That's yeah. so I can tune in. Oh, yes. It's, oh, fuck. We're on Amazon, iHeartRadio, iTunes. It's the Neoliberal Round. That's the oh, Neoliberal okay, Round. Take a picture. We, you just type... Yes, it's we're everywhere. iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. Share the show. It will be available later tonight. Okay. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I man. can't wait to hear it. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, man. Definitely. Take care. Have All the best. God bless you. That was Siani. This is the Nimble Round. We'll be right back after these messages.